What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Jordan Stoltz back with another show, another Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. And today is Wednesday, August 23. It's episode number 89 of the Triple F podcast. Thank you for joining me on this great Wednesday. It's right smack in the middle of the week. I hope you guys are crushing it this week and hope you liked Monday's episode and that you enjoy today's episode as well. I'm talking ab training today, something I've talked about before, but something I wanted to give a few more tips on in this episode. If you like the show, please review on iTunes and leave me a question to answer on the podcast at triplefpodcast.com slash contact or just email jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. Let's get down to today's episode where I talk about some ab training different training variations that I like right now. And yeah, let's get down to this workout Wednesday, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Workout Wednesday. Welcome back to another Workout Wednesday. And today's show of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast is about ab training. I'm going to make this one a little quicker than normal. I am running low on time for today. And uh, this one's going to be a little shorter, but it's still going to be packed full of good information. Um, so I wanted to talk about ab training. I talked about this before. I think I called it something like Ab Training 101 or something similar to that, and I really talked about the anatomy of the abs, what muscles make up the abdominal region, your core muscles, and then really the best ways to train them. I talked about spinal flexion, I talked about stability, I talked about um, rotation and anti-rotation, right? Like fighting the different forces that are coming at your core and how really that's what your core is made to do. That was a great episode, but I did want to give you three kind of more unique tips and three things you can start practicing today to really improve your abs function, their stability, and their strength, right? You need strong abs for a lot of different reasons. You need them to protect your spine. You need them to, you know, if you're trying to get lean, they'll actually show up better if they're strong and developed. And then just a touch on that as well is that, uh, to show your abs, you got to get lean, right? You got to lose the body fat and you need to do that in the kitchen. That's really what it comes down to. But I wanted to kind of go into today's show about some unique things you can do to get your abs to a new height to get them way more developed than they are right now. Today's show brought to you guys, brought to you by you guys. Thank you for joining me today and thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for, for subscribing, reviewing, and going to triplefpodcast.com and following me on social medias. The abs are kind of a unique muscle group because we use them all the time, right? What is the muscle group that you use no matter what you do, right? You lay in bed and all you do is turn over. You lay in bed, you just sit up to drink some water once in a while. You reach for the remote while you're binging Game of Thrones. Whatever you're doing, the abs are going to be working, right? They're always going to be activated and they're always going to be used. Not only that, but they protect a lot of different things in your body. They protect your bones in that whole region, right? Your spine, your ribs, uh, 
even the organs in there are affected are affected by how the development of the ab muscles because if they're developed they're going to protect these different things really well and i would say you know the, the diaphragm and the abs are the only things that you really use every single day no matter what you're doing you're going to use these they're very important and people know that right core strength is huge right now and there's a lot of different ways people are developing it but i have some unique ways to do this uh just basically, I guess, a quick anatomy of the abs in case you missed that ab training 101 episode. Go back and listen to that if you want to hear some more basic ab training tips. These are a little more uh, kind of unique ones. But the anatomy of the abs really, you know, you have the rectus abdominis right in the front. That's the six pack or eight pack muscle group. And everyone has the same kind of shape. They might be arranged differently, but it's the same basic you know, mounded shape that your abs look like when you're lean enough. And that's going to be right in the front of your midsection, right down, you know, the middle, like you would normally see abs. Along the sides, now you have the obliques. You have internal, external obliques, and you have intercostal muscles. Basically, what that means is they're between the ribs, and then the obliques come from that. Internal obliques are deeper into the body. External obliques are the ones you would see. The serratus anterior is also up there. Those are the ones that look like fingers kind of on the side of your chest, so like kind of up high. These muscles use for rotation, use for stability against rotation, and you know, used around those rib muscles for protection as well. And then deeper, you have the transverse abdominis. This one's kind of the underrated muscle of the abs. This one is really what protects the spine. It kind of acts like a girdle. It's going to kind of narrow your waist if it's developed. It's going to tighten things up, and it's really going to protect that spine against different forces. This is a very, very deep muscle group. It's you know many, many muscle layers down, and it's very close to the organs and to the spine. So this muscle can be developed through stability training and different breathing exercises, but it's uh, it's more of a tricky one because you can't really see it, right? Some common ways people train the abs, I would say, you know, sit-ups, crunches, leg lifts, planks. All these things are good exercises done properly. Possibly, though, you're training yourself to have bad recruitment patterns or activating the wrong muscle groups. For example, I use a sit-up, I'll pick on that. Not only are you rounding your spine, which actually is not a bad thing, right? The rounding of the spine as you do a sit-up is fine, but you're probably initiating the movement with your hip flexors. You might even notice that your butt comes off the floor a little bit, right, as you start a sit-up if you're going fast enough. And that initiation is gonna kind of switch off the abs. You're gonna use your hips. Even if you use your abs, however, you are possibly treating teaching yourself to flare your ribs up, which is really not a proper position for stability. The best stable place is braced with your ribs down. What I mean by ribs down is maybe like do an exercise for me quick. Stand up and breathe out really hard like you're about to take a punch. Just that bracing, you feel your ribs drop down and forward. That's the proper bracing position. That's where you should be, that braced position for squats, deadlifts, pull-ups, and sit-ups, right? All these different exercises, every single one, that's good. If your ribs are flaring up, you're not as stable as you can be. And sit-ups, because you're initiating through hip flexors and you're just trying you know, to get yourself up to your legs, that's very common is that your ribs are going to be flared up and you're teaching yourself a bad recruitment pattern. There's problems with a lot of the movements that people do, and you know they're focusing on the spinal flexion and the bracing, while there's some other things that might be more beneficial 
that you can do, different exercises, but even just different movements and techniques that are going to help your abs develop like never before. It's not really that the exercises are bad, like leg lifts are bad, crunches are bad. It's more like you aren't utilizing the proper muscles, you aren't breathing right, and you're not doing the things you need to do, which is kind of what my tips are all about. My unique ab training tip number one is to learn to breathe properly. This one is going to be a go-to cue for every coach and every trainer as they're taking you through ab exercises. Now, these ab exercises could be leg raises, they could be crunches, could be any kind of spinal flexion or extension. What they're going to tell you to do is to breathe out at the top of the movement, right? So let's use a crunch for an example. You're laying flat on the floor, and if you crunch up, right, your shoulders off the floor, you can do this over and over again, but to really properly get the right squeeze and contraction, you're going to want to breathe out on the way up. So you go down, and then you go up, pushing all that air out and squeezing those abs. This is important that you're actually pushing every single bit of the air out. It's going to help keep your back flat on the floor, and it's really going to help you activate all those ab muscles. This is a good cue, actually, that you learn to breathe properly, and not only in your ab exercises, right? This breathing technique that you're doing while you're doing these simple exercises is actually going to be a big factor in your other exercises as well. Learning to breathe properly, say when you're bench pressing or maybe when you're doing a pull-up, as you're breathing out, you're bracing even harder because you don't have your lungs filled with air, right? So you're going to be really bracing as that air expels and more and more and more so as there's you know zero air in your lungs. That's important and that's really powerful for increasing your ab strength and just the power they contract. You're increasing the amount of contraction you get each time and that's really important. Unique tip number two is to turn on your abs and turn off your hips. I talked about how in sit-ups most of the time people will initiate with their hip flexors. This also happens in things like leg lifts where, or like leg raises. Say you're hanging from a bar and you're going to, you know, but you're going to pull your legs up to your chest or you're going to pull your knees up to your chest. A lot of times this is primarily from the hip flexors and it's not really, it's not really focusing on the abs. You're getting a lot of hip flexor movement, which is a problem because it's only going to teach that to happen more, right? As you do more and more ab exercises wrong and you're not really focused on the abs being the contracting muscle group, those hip flexors are going to become more prominent and more powerful and they're going to always take over the abs, which can eventually cause injury if your abs can't fire right. Also, they might cause tight hips because you're using them so much in that flexion movement. So you really need to be careful here and there's some things you can do to turn on your abs or off your hips before an ab workout. Now, I say these things you should do beforehand, right? So number one is to actually stretch your hip flexors. Static stretching kind of temporarily will turn off a muscle group. It's very temporary, but what it will do is kind of just decrease the likelihood that your hips will fire first, right? It's going to be more like the tighter muscle is going to fire first, and that would be the abs after you stretch your hips. So that's my first tip is just to stretch those hips before you train your abs, even if it's just one or two ab exercises. Also start with a bracing movement that's going to help fire your abs up. So something like an ab wheel, maybe a plank, maybe you're just doing like an anti-rotation kind of movement, maybe even a farmer's walk. These different things where you're just focusing on the bracing 
that's going to really activate your core, right? It's going to really activate your abs and it's going to help protect against injury and using the right muscles for the movements. Turning off your hips is tricky because we're all trained to use them, but if you kind of reverse some of that training over time and learn to use your hips less and less and get them more flexible and loose, that's going to help as well. So increasing mobility is my last little tip for turning on your abs. Being very conscious of how you're sitting, your posture, how much you're sitting, and how much you do some mobility movements for your hips. That's going to do a lot of good things for your uh, hip health, for your flexibility, for your back pain, and just turning on your abs in general. Then you can go into those movements focusing on the abs, not going too hard too soon. So you're focusing on maybe easier movements with the proper breathing and eventually work yourself up being very conscious that those hips don't turn on first. Tip number three, unique tips for your abs is to really learn the brace, really learn the natural belt that you have around your midsection. Weightlifting belts are very popular. There's big, thick powerlifting belts, and then there's you know the back support ones that are wider on the back, narrow in the front. Belts aren't all bad, but where they do have an issue is maybe they're going to kind of take the place of your body's natural process it has, which is bracing. You have this muscle group, you know, the transverse abdominis that can brace your spine and you have all these abs in front of it that can help provide stability for it. However, with the belt, that's going to kind of switch that off because all you have to do is push your abs against the belt. If you can do a barbell squat, if you do those in your workouts, try doing one, say with hundred pounds on your back, not too heavy uh, for you and squat down with the belt and notice how when you brace with the belt, you're pushing your abs out against the belt. That's what's going to create stability. If you take off the belt and do another rep, you're going to feel that to create the same stability and that bracing, you're actually going to be pulling your abs in, pushing your ribs down, that kind of feeling, right? With the belt, you are doing the opposite recruitment pattern of what your body naturally does, and you're not developing that bracing technique and that bracing strength that your abs really have a lot of capability of, right? The belt can be used for injury protection, but really it doesn't need to be as long as you take things slow and you develop that natural strength that's in your abs already, right? It's easy to develop because you're meant to use it and it's important to develop because you'll keep your core up to par with the rest of your strength and protect your back along the way. So learning this bracing is really important. Maybe losing the belt for a while, maybe backing down on some of the weight you use so you can lose the belt. And I don't recommend, you know, just forgetting about the belt and going into the same sets, reps, and weights that you do without the with the belt. I mean, I would say, you know, drop the weight down significantly and work up all the way to where you were before without the belt. You'll definitely notice your core strength is way better. Your ab strength is better and you're able to turn them on better just by bracing them and you'll be able to have a lot healthier of a back that's basically my third tip is just learn that bracing technique it's really important and it's really powerful so those are my three unique ab training tips um you know learning to breathe turning on your abs and just learning to brace, learning to lose that belt, and learning to let your abs actually do the work that they're meant to do, 
right? The common exercises, the common movements aren't bad. It's not like crunches are bad, sit-ups are bad, leg raises are bad, or spinal flexion is bad. It's just that maybe overused and maybe utilizing the wrong muscle groups. The power of a trainer here is outstanding, right? It's hard to feel your abs in certain movements without someone actually watching if you're using them. Um, If you are by yourself, you don't have a coach or a trainer, I just recommend maybe taping yourself or really backing down in the difficulty, starting with something very easy and focusing on each little thing, right? The contraction, the breathing, the bracing, not using your hips. These things are all powerful and really help your abs over time. It does take time, but if you learn to use the abs properly, the exercises that I went over in that Ab Training 101 podcast and that you do in the future even just little things like sitting up off the floor or maybe just protecting your back as you pick up a box when you're moving. These things will all become easier and safer if you learn to use your abs properly. Workout Wednesday. Thank you everyone for joining me today on Workout Wednesday. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz, and that was a great episode, right? Learning to use your abs. That's important, and I hope you guys got some good, actionable advice from it. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. All of that means a ton to me, and it really helps the show as well. I'll see you guys on Friday for a Foodie Friday, but I'm checking out for now. I got to run, and uh, thanks for joining me with this. Well, 17 and a half. We're not too bad. Uh, but yeah, I'll see you guys Friday, and I look forward to talking to you again on Foodie Friday. This has been episode number 89, and I'm Jordan Stoltz, signing off till next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.